and he lifts one to left field. It is deep, it is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run for Joe Gray Jr. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever, wherever you are listening to the Gram Slam podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and welcome to episode 32. Want to make a quick note about today's episode. It originally was going to be co hosted by no other than Jock himself from the Boundless Gamers podcast. Um, But due to, as we've all talked about in the past month or so about burnout, Jock has reached that point where he is burnt out and is taking a official hiatus um, or leave indefinitely from the Boundless Gamers podcast to reset his mind and hopefully return one day. Um, That changed the aspect of this episode. I was supposed to record um, with him last... uh, Last Wednesday, almost a week ago, record the uh, episode 32 and then be on the Boundless Gamers podcast this week. That did not happen um, at this point in time until Jock comes back. I most likely will not be on the Gram Slam podcast, but that is okay. Get well better. Get, get better soon, Jock. Um, we hope to have you back to the Boundless Gamers podcast and, of course, be a guest host on here uh, to talk about the... Uh, Ring of Honor, TNA Slammiversary, and other events that we travel to. But let that not change the fact that I will still have an episode going up today, as always, and weekly. And again, as you notice, there's something new here. There is a brand new Gram Slam podcast YouTube channel with video of the podcast. I'm here recording it here in the Gram Slam studios. And it's great. It's great. I tested out a Twitch stream this morning uh, for the XFL New Era announcement. I then recorded a special edition of the Grand Slam podcast that is up on YouTube. Will be up later tonight for your listening ears through the Podcast Realm um, audio version and everything. And then, of course, this episode will be going up simultaneously on YouTube and podcast providers as well. So today, I wanted to change up everything and still continue on my journey on my travel series and talk about today um, in 2001 of traveling to Las Vegas, Nevada to go to WWF as at the time, No Way Out um, that I went with my uncle to. I met uh, WWF or WWE now superstar Matt Hardy. Um, He's technically in AEW now, Um, but I met him and essentially had a great time. It was a huge event, uh, featured The Rock and Kurt Angle in the main event uh, for the WWF championship. Such a great atmosphere. I remember it like it was yesterday. It's Las Vegas, so I'll touch base a little bit about Las Vegas and my overall 
connection to Las Vegas and how it became almost like a second home to me when I was a teenager. And of course, talk about No Way Out. Um, talk about a story of uh, basically running into Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, which obviously the new XFL owner or part uh, partnership owner of it, and how I ran into him in an Arizona uh, airport traveling to Las Vegas for No Way Out uh, 2001. But let's go ahead and first enter into the entertainment segment, and we are talking today, bringing back up on the podcast MLB The Show 22. It is here. It's released. It is on Xbox Game Pass free. Of course, if you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, it is free to download and play, which is my route to go from now on. I love PlayStation. I have PlayStation 5. I have both of the next-gen consoles that are currently out, but I can't beat up the fact of... Uh, it being included in my subscription to Xbox Live or Xbox Game Pass, not Xbox Live. Uh, so I, I cannot wait to get into this. I started playing it uh, just this past weekend. I believe it came out on Saturday or Sunday to Xbox Live or Xbox Game Pass. I, I don't know why I keep calling it Xbox Live. Um, but I have started uh, my own uh, franchise or uh, road to the show um, where I am starting out as a minor league pitcher slash defensive uh, player or position player and uh, working my way up the minor leagues into MLB. I am currently playing with one of the Braves minor league teams. I think it's the Mississippi Braves. Could be wrong about that, um, but I will be uh, – Doing some uh, videos on YouTube of playing it here soon. So that look forward to that. But the game overall, there's not much of a difference per se from last year's MLB The Show 21. Obviously, the graphics are amazing. They may be a tad bit better than last year's edition. But overall, a lot of the features and stuff are the same. Um, I, I don't think this is technically like a copy and paste. Um, it is a pretty solid baseball game and can't just, I, I really can't wait to dive into it and really play and get a uh, season going. We're just a couple days, I think Friday is opening day for baseball, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so a couple days from MLB finally returning. And then, of course, we have obviously the Rocky Mountain Vibes starting in about a month and a half. Look forward to that, but yeah, I can't wait to play more MLB show. I'm hoping that maybe I can create the Rocky Mountain Vibes as a team on it and play as them um, and build the Rocky Mountain Vibes up to being a uh, Major League Baseball team. That'd be pretty cool. So I, I give this uh, essentially the rating of the game. I, I'd probably give it maybe seven or eight baseballs out of ten. Um, it's pretty still up there as uh, one of my favorite games. And as of right now, it is the only MLB game available that is uh, like simulation style. That's actually like real life uh, compared to some of the art ribby games and stuff like that are more arcade based. Uh, but I, I enjoy it. I, again, can't wait to tackle in it, uh, start a franchise, an actual franchise mode and play as the Atlanta Braves through the 2022 season 
and go from there. There's a lot to play. I'll be uploading videos. I may do some uh, live Twitch streams uh, coming up, playing a few games along with uh, WWE uh, 2K22 as well. I uh, started getting into that game, and it is awesome as well. Um, so there's a lot to cover there, but this has been the entertainment segment. This episode may be a little short today just because of the fact that I've already recorded technically two other episodes. Um, I wanted to touch base on that. I did a live stream, like I said earlier, on the um, on Twitch going over the XFL, and once I went to upload it to YouTube and everything... It was such terrible quality. The audio was terrible. Video was fine. Just the audio was bad. And I think it was all because of the fact that, um, as you can see here, I have my mic. I was not using that. I was using a headset with headphones on it. Um, I don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, and it did not work out well at all. So um, I learned my lesson um, and then recorded an actual episode based on the XFL New Era announcement and everything. Go check that out if you haven't already, even if you're not entertained by football or like football that much. It is something to check out. There's a lot of um, kind of some rants and opinion-based uh, podcasts on it because, man, the the outcry of the logo that the XFL changed to reigns similarity to when the Rocky Mountain Vibes changed their, or basically became the Rocky Mountain Vibes and uh, showed their logos off, introduced Toasty. It is the exact same blowout. It's all the same kind of drama that, oh, I'm not supporting this league. I'm not supporting this. I'm not supporting that. And it, it's it's annoying. But go check that episode out. I don't want to harp too much on it on this episode. And then let's go ahead and get into the WWF No Way Out Las Vegas, Nevada 2001 travel story. It all started back, I believe, mid-February. I don't know the exact date of uh, No Way Out, but a couple days prior to the No Way Out. Uh, this actually, funny enough, funny story, this was actually going on when the 2001 XFL was being played, the original XFL. And Las Vegas had a team that was my favorite team, um, as you can tell from previous episodes. And sure enough, they were actually away this week, which I'm sure Vince McMahon planned that on purpose because of No Way Out being in Las Vegas. But it had been awesome to get to go to a game if they would have had one. Um, I just never got to get the chance. Um, but to kind of back up, so when I was younger, uh, my uh, uncle ended up marrying my aunt, who then joined the military. Um, after uh, she was in Air Force, after uh, going through basic training and everything, she was then uh, stationed in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, on at Nellis Air Force Base. And me and my grandma, I had never been to Las Vegas, obviously, prior to that, um, but my grandma wanted to plan some trips out to Las Vegas to see them. And we went out a few times prior to the No Way Out trip. I think the No Way Out uh, trip was the last one we went to, um, or we went out to Vegas because my aunt and uncle moved back to Colorado Springs. Um, but 
there was probably about four or five times, I believe, in that time frame that we went to Las Vegas, and I fell in love with Las Vegas at a very, very young age. I think it was only about 12 or 13, um, so it was my daughter's age, and this was a place that my grandma really liked uh, going. I don't can't remember if when we went, this was it was her first time going to Vegas or what the case was at that point. Um, but we got to go down to the Las Vegas Strip. Um, they, my aunt and uncle, lived probably maybe 20, 25 minutes away from the Strip um, near Nellis Air Force Base, and I remember the sights and just the glitz and glamour and just the massive buildings and the architecture of these buildings was just so mind-blowing and being a kid being 12 13 years old these buildings are so massive that it's a spectacle is what it is and I just fell in love with it and my grandma loved Las Vegas as well and it became kind of like a second home with family being there and getting the travel there quite often because we always were getting air airline ticket deals um, through one of my grandma's friends. And we would travel to Las Vegas. There's a few times I went out um, alone to my aunt and uncle uh, for to stay a bit or whatnot. And it was exciting. There's so much to do in Las Vegas, even as a kid back then. Now I think there's a lot more to do. Um, but it just became a, a second home to me that we would travel to often. And it, it would be a connection that I enjoyed with my grandma and got to take pictures with her on the strip and and just have that connection. And I still, to this day, every time I go to Las Vegas, have that nostalgic feeling of being a kid, being there with my grandma and getting to like experience Las Vegas. It's, it's such a cool place to be. And in 2001, uh, shortly, I think probably 2000, the end of 2000, they had announced that No Way Out was going to be at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is just right off the strip. And being the big wrestling fan I was and knew that there's a possibility that The Rock, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Big Show, there were so many names that were going to be part of this pay-per-view or whatnot and I wanted to go and lucky enough my uh, uncle or grandma I don't remember at the time who bought the tickets but my uncle was into wrestling as well and um, we traveled out to Las Vegas to go and when we initially flew we flew if I'm not mistaken we flew out of Colorado Springs to Arizona in a connecting flight and during that connection, I, I mean, all hell broke loose during this, like, connecting flight in Arizona. We were supposed to have probably, like, a 30 to 40-minute layover, which ended up being almost a, I think, like, an eight- or nine-hour layover. It was terrible from what I remember. And we get there. We check in at the gate. They had delayed our plane no, they, they moved us to a new plane because the plane we are going on was too full. And that kind of sucked because I, w I was 14 or 15 at the time. I think 14. 
And I, I hated being in places for a long time. I could not stand it. Couldn't sit still. This is prior to 9-11 too. So you could do whatever practically you wanted in an airport in 2001 prior to 9-11. Um, people could go through the gates to take you to, or to go through security to go to the gates with you. That has never happened since 9-11 happened. Um, but again... We go to Arizona, we, we get there, and I, I told my grandma, I'm like, I, I'm hungry, I want to go get some food and a pretzel or something, and I think it was uh, Aunt Annie's pretzels or something was there, and I get in line, and I'm this short, tiny little 14-year-old kid standing in line with some money, and I'm standing there, and I hear, there's this guy in front of me that is massive, and I mean massive. The guy is huge. I'm just like, man, this guy, he looks like a, a professional wrestler. And I kind of thought in my head, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. I'll never forget this because I, to this day, I still regret it to no end. No end, and you'll know why here in a second. So I'm standing there, and this guy's talking, and I'm like, why does his voice sound familiar? Why is that guy like he's massive? We get up in line and I hear like him pay for his food or his, his smoothie or something he got. And the, the person, he used the credit card and the person's like, oh, thank you, Dwayne. Have a great day. Back then, I didn't know The Rock's real name. He went by The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, you didn't really know him as. And sure enough, I look up as he's checking out and sure enough, it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson standing right in front of me, buying a smoothie, and it may have been a pretzel or something, a snack or something. And before I could even do anything, I literally went blank. I could not talk, could not speak, especially when I was standing in line and they asked me what I wanted while he was still checking out. I'm like, mm -mm, uh, 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 a pretzel or something. And I remember looking back and looking back, was Jonathan Coachman, a.k.a. the coach, if you're familiar with wrestling. Um, he was an announcer in WWE. He did a lot of on-screen stuff. He also um, was part of the pre-shows for the 2020 XFL. And what's funny about it is the fact that when I look back, I think it was Jonathan Coachman, I'm pretty sure Michael Cole, another WWF or WWE announcer, still to this day is one, was with them, and they were all traveling together to go to Las Vegas for No Way Out. But I could not muster up the the courage or anything to say a word. I could have literally got The Rock's autograph and met him and potentially got a picture with him because... I'm pretty sure I had my camera with me for some odd reason. Like, it was one of those stupid disposable cameras. For anyone that's younger than probably 10, 15, or younger than 15 years old, probably has no idea what a disposable camera is. Um, we're too digital with cell phones and digital cameras, um, essentially, or DSLRs and stuff. But... So I, I literally froze up. I could not, and he walked away. And I, he walked away. I got my pretzel, and I swear to God, I took off from, it was probably maybe like four or five gates down, if not a little bit more from where we were. My grandma trusted me. I ran down so quick. 
It was it was like the story if you remember listening to episode one of the Grand Slam podcast with Don Baylor from the Colorado Rockies manager when I met him at Rocky Mountain Vibes or UCL's Park, aka uh, formerly known as uh, Security Service Field. I was so excited. I was freaking out, and that's exactly what I did. I didn't even meet the Rock. I literally stood behind the dude and freaked out. Could not say a word. And to this day, like I said, to this day, I still regret it. Still regret not being able to just say something because I could have met The Rock, which would have been so awesome. Um, So I get back to the gate. I run. I go tell my grandma, you're never going to believe who I just saw. She didn't believe me one bit. But then, oddly enough, guess what? Guess who was on that plane that was going to Las Vegas that we were supposed to be on Dwayne, the rock Johnson and the WWE crew. They were flying just normal flight back then. As big as the rock was in 2001, I am shocked to know that they just traveled normal <clears throat> airlines. They probably, I would assume depending on what kind of flight we had, we're flying in, um, not coach obviously, but first class, but who knows? I have no idea. We didn't get on that plane. And I tell you what, I was the most upset person in the entire world. I pitched a fit at the age of 14. And because one, it was also, everything happened at once. We then got told the fight that we were going to be connected on was not going to land in Arizona. Excuse me, my throat is dry. Um, Was not going to land until about 8 p.m., I think. And then it'd be like a 40-minute flight to Las Vegas from the Phoenix, Arizona airport. And I flipped out because, again, I, as a kid, didn't like being places or being held over. Um, Looking back on it now, I really wish I'd enjoyed that time more, Uh, especially being with my grandma or whatnot. And we ended up losing her the following year in July. This will be the 20th anniversary um, at on July 31st of her passing away. But it's just crazy to think that on my way to Las Vegas for No Way Out, I literally saw The Rock and to this day regret it. And it, it, it's a memory that never I will never forget, especially with who Dwayne The Rock Johnson was and is today. It's just so ironic, and I, I laugh about the story about Arizona when The Rock bought the XFL in 2020 with Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital. I laughed because it was hilarious thinking that, you know, sure enough, The Rock himself I, I could have met and sure enough didn't. So it's a regret, but it's okay. Um, so we get to Las Vegas and I think it was probably Friday or Saturday we were traveling. The event was on Sunday night. I think we went back like a couple days later cause, um, eh, I don't know if I was technically back in school yet. Um, this may have been right before I got, I was homeschooled for middle school. So I don't know when that happened or when that actually was, but yeah, it was, it was a, a fun experience. Um, I got to enjoy uh, wrestling with my with my uncle. He was a big fan. We were huge fans of WCW. Um, got into WWF, but this we had great seats too. Lower bowl, 
um, and could see everything. Like I can still in my head mentally vision everything. I, I don't think I'd get like did disposable camera or something happened to the film or something. I think it got wiped by TSA to be honest with you. Cause I don't believe I have any pictures from that event, but, um, it just, it was, it was a great travel like event of going to Vegas all the time with my grandma and really set stone of what essentially, I grew up to be and grew into and where I like to travel. And sure enough, uh, in 2018, I returned in February of 2018. Um, so just about 17 years later, around the exact same date, uh, WWF or WWE now, uh, I don't know why I call it WWF, but uh, WWE held their Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. And... I went with a, a friend of mine at that time. Uh, that'll be another story for another day as well. Uh, traveling to Vegas for Elimination Chamber. But it's it really sets the perspective of memories and just being somewhere where in 2018, that was the first time I went back to Vegas since that 2001 No Way Out or whatnot. And... It really, it hit the spot because <clears throat> it was it was hard to imagine the last time I was walking the streets of Las Vegas, Nevada, exploring some of these hotels, and I was staying at, a, we stayed at Excalibur Hotel, which was my grandma's all-time favorite, it's my favorite, it's where me and my wife will be staying at the end of... Uh, May when we go over Memorial Day weekend for AEW Double or Nothing. It's where I've stayed a couple times. I've also I've stayed other other hotels uh, the few times I've gone to just to kind of get the experience of different places. But Excalibur is the main hotel I've always stayed at. And it really is just one of those things where it's mind-blowing to have memories and to really have those in your head and they just flow out left and right as you're walking around downtown or the strip downtown Las Vegas and to have memories of things that we did and got to go places and that was that was I think that wasn't the last trip I got to take with my grandma um I think myself and my uncle um, went to Mississippi for my cousin's wedding, but we drove down there. But this was the first, like, r- last real vacation I had with my grandma um, was to no way out to Las Vegas. And it was always a joy getting to essentially go with her and, like, the memories and all that type of stuff. And, you know, going to Vegas in in May um, is another, like, it is very meaningful to me um, because I – get to share Las Vegas with my wife, with the person I love and get to really just be there and, and get to show her places that she's been to Vegas when she was younger, but get to show places that mean the world to me. And like, it's, it's hard to explain and I can't wait to take my kids to Las Vegas. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Las Vegas is quite the sight to see and it it's cool. I'd love to live there one day, but I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, so 
that that trip alone was a telltale sign or like just a uh, literally a gift that I, I had got that I didn't know and did not know a year and a half later that was going to be the last real vacation trip that I took with my grandma. So I, I'm so thankful for it and getting to the, go to WWF and that, that was my first pay-per-view I ever got to go to. Um, so that, that meant a lot, even more to me. And the experience in the Arizona airport with uh, the rock, it, it's, it all comes full circle. It, it really does. And it's, it's just one of those things where this is where the grand slam podcast started right from the heart. And if it wasn't for my grandma, it wasn't for my uncle, it wasn't for my aunts and my family one, obviously I would not be here, but I wouldn't have these experiences and I wouldn't get to then share these same experiences with my kids. Um, this is one thing that, and, and wife now, essentially, like these are things that I cherish and this is why I like traveling. I can't wait for next weekend, get to go to USFL in Alabama. Um, as you guys know, the story of the XFL in 2020 and just the connection to football and now I get to share that experience with my oldest daughter. I wish I had the money to take all my kids because kids are free to go to the games. But that's just not in the cards, and it wasn't, and it probably won't be this year. But XFL comes back next year, so replan that. Thank you, Pandemic, for ruining that trip because, you know, I'm sure you ruined a lot of vacations and trips for people. But that was one was going to happen over spring break in 2020 was to go take all the kids to XFL, go see the Dallas Renegades, as you can see right here on this poster. March 29th, my birthday in 2020, was going to be in Dallas, Texas, watching the Dallas Renegades take on my wife's team, the Seattle Dragons. Damn you, pandemic. You suck. Ugh. It's so frustrating, but again, this experience that I'm going to get to go on next weekend to the USFL to experience four football games with my daughter, it, it's, it's, it, the money does not matter at that point. And my uncle, talking to my uncle a couple of weeks ago, mentioned this, like, okay, so you spent close to $600, $700 on airfare, hotel, and you're going to spend a little more on like Uber or Lyfts and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you get to go to a football game, a startup football league that you are obsessed with. I, I, I'll, I'll use the word obsessed. That's a fair word. And get to experience it with one of your kids. That is massive. I mean, I, I've had some great experiences with my daughter, my oldest daughter, and I can't wait to do more with my youngest ones. Um, potentially go see next or that uh, Sonic comes out tomorrow night, actually. Um, maybe this weekend experience taking my uh, oldest son to see Sonic Part 2. Um, he's a huge Sonic fan. But it's one thing I, I just tell people is when you have experiences and you like doing stuff, I highly recommend doing them. 
get them. It doesn't mean get them out of the way, but when the opportunity is there, take it, take it and run with it because you may never get that opportunity again. And, you know, listening to uh, a radio show this morning, it was an after show podcast, the Bobby bone show. If you have ever heard of it, um, they're talking about that type of stuff. Like as we get older, we don't have that much time left. We don't. So, Cherish what you got and enjoy the moment because it could be gone in an instant. No matter how you look at it, it can be gone in an instant. So, again, this Las Vegas trip to No Way Out, it was probably one of the best experiences I ever had. Three years later, I was at WrestleMania, which is crazy to think. Four years later, I was at my second WrestleMania. Um, but it, it's it's crazy to think that in 2001, I got to go to my first WWF pay-per-view event, enjoyed it with my uncle, got to spend a great weekend or maybe a week, I don't know what we did, um, in Las Vegas with my aunt, my uncle, my cousin Tyler, who was born in 1999, so he was about a year, just over a year and a couple months, and experienced family and get to go do stuff and have fun, it's priceless. It literally is priceless. The money at that point does not mean a thing. And the event itself was amazing. There was so much jam-packed things at that event. Let me pull the card up for any WWF or WWE fans out there. Let me pull this card up and show you what it was. So WWF, no way out. I apologize. Uh, Let's see. Okay, WWF No Way Out 2001. Here's the card. So the event itself had the opening match was a hardcore um, open invitational match with Raven, The Big Show, Crash Holly, Steve Blackman, Molly Holly, Hardcore Holly, Billy Gunn. Um, Then we had Chris Jericho defending. Uh, defending the WWF Intercontinental Championship against Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and X-Pac. Stephanie McMahon Helmsley faced Trish Stratus. William Regal interfered in that match. Fourth match, which was a three stages of hell match. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who made his return to WrestleMania this past weekend, faced the now-retired Triple H in three different matches, it was a singles match, second fall was a street fight, and then if it went to a third fall, which it did, a steel cage match. That was amazing. Um, next up, we had Steven Richards face Jerry Lawler. After that was Dudley Boys against Edge and Christian and The Undertaker and Kane in a triple threat tag team match for the tag t- WWF tag team titles. What a hell of a card so far. And then, of course, you had the main event. Kurt Angle defending his WWF championship against The Rock. Man, it was loaded. What a loaded card when you look back on that. There's quite a bit of people on that card that are not alive, unfortunately, um, anymore on there. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that that one event changed history. It literally did. Because looking back on it now, and I, I prior to this podcast, p- 
prior to recording this, I didn't really think of that. I didn't really think that that was the last vacation that I got to take with my grandma and the last real thing I got to do, especially with being in Las Vegas. It's crazy to think. But, you know, that is, that's history. And that's what this travel series is all about on the Grand Slam podcast as we head on our road down to the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball starting next month, um, USFL in a week and a half. We have XFL 2023, you name it, we've got it here. These are the types of stories I enjoy sharing. I, I wish I had get more, actually had some guests on to experience these stories. Um, I should have contacted my uncle to have him on this episode because he may remember quite a bit of it. Who knows? Um, but again, I'm really thankful that you're here listening to this podcast, listening, supporting the Grand Slam podcast. I mean, we're up to episode 32. Technically, this could be episode 33. Eh, Who knows? Um, But the other thing I wanted to talk about as well is the s'more cast. So I originally had some episodes planned for it. I wanted to record them. um, But it seems like anytime I go to record that podcast or the topics I choose – uh, because it, it's real life. It's it's stuff that's happening in my life that has nothing to do with sports. It seems like things are getting in the way um, where I can't really discuss certain matters that are going on on that podcast. Um, I know when I did my Wild and Fire one, I was walking a tightrope um, because of a situation that happened at Wildland Fire when I was on that assignment in um, Wyoming. I was walking a tightrope on discussing any of that because of some NDAs that I had to sign with our sheriff's office. So um, it seems like that continues to happen with anything I try to discuss on the the s'morecast. So it'll come back. I I don't know when, uh, maybe for the last part of this year. Um, But there's a lot that I have planned out. Obviously, we are now doing a video episode each week, um, or I am, we... classified Graham slam podcast as a wee thing um but i have this i have vlog series starting in about two weeks depending on how much footage it takes me to edit and kind of learn that process but there's a lot happening and i can't wait to share it i appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast um again going back to that burnout uh episode i did and that the boundless gamers podcast did just Take your time. I am back in a place where I can say that I'm more passionate about wanting to do this podcast. I've got the the today was my today was my day. If I could get through a live stream on Twitch, even if I didn't have any viewers, I think I had two or three or four people pop in and out. That's all I needed. If I could do it and not mess up and have to keep stopping and starting, stopping and starting. And that's exactly what I did. I learned some video techniques on re-recording or actually recording the episode um, that's up on YouTube now if you haven't already gone and watched that, um, of learning how to split screen stuff. There's a lot that I am new to with Twitch I've never done. And I'm hoping to grow and hoping to grow this podcast like I've talked about and I am very close to what I am really wanting to do. It's just getting this vlog series going 
and really trying to figure out what to do with it because obviously there's only two events that I'm going to from now until uh, Memorial Day, which is the USFL, and then of course the um, AWW, AEW Double or Nothing uh, pay-per-view event in Las Vegas. I don't know how much even I'm going to vlog of that because I just talked about it. I'll be in Las Vegas with my wife getting to experience that stuff. And I don't know if I want a camera in my face the whole time, but um, we'll see. Who knows? It's going to be interesting, but I am thankful that we're here. We are alive and we are getting to do this podcast and show and everything else that is going on so thank you again for joining me there's not really going to be an outro i guess that was kind of the outro but um it's about a 40 minute podcast i need to get going it's almost 5 30 so this episode will be going up in about 30 minutes um but yeah thank you for joining i hope more people join this podcast on youtube subscribe like rate to the podcast, whatever you've got to do, do it. Let's grow this. I I'm on Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google podcast, YouTube. Now Twitch, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I've been very active in Twitter. You want to talk crap about XFL or USFL? I'm defending the crap out of these leagues and I don't care. Even if I am, replying to stupid trolls who cares i'm defending these leagues there's a reason for it and there's a reason why i defended the rocky mountain vibes for so long and still to this day we'll defend them and lucky enough it sounds like or seems like a lot of that drama has passed and people are finally at a spot where the rocky mountain vibes are here to stay and we're going into the third season of the the Rocky Mountain vibes. It's going to be great. It's going to be a big year. I've got a lot to cover. And I guess that's, I keep forgetting about that with the, the vlog series. I'm like, I don't have anything to record or film. I have a whole season of baseball coming up. The Rocky Mountain vibes are starting. I'm going to be at most of the games. There's a lot of vlogs to record. Keep forgetting that. I don't know why. I think it's because I use this as a travel series compared to a vlog. It's not what this is. We are vlogging the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball season, and we're going to do it along with this podcast. So thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your evening, great rest of your week, and a good weekend. I'll see you back here on YouTube and in the podcast realm of things in one week for the USFL, almost said XFL there, USFL season preview and don't forget on Monday, I should have about two to three minute episodes going up of the USFL team previews. Those will go up um, on YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to do a video of them. I think it's going to be more audio, but we'll see. See what I'm in the mood for. Have a great weekend. Have a great night. Whatever it is, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you again. Subscribe, like, follow. Whatever you've got to do to help me grow this channel. I am not making money off this. This is completely a hobby. Maybe one day it would be great to have this as my full-time job. But for now, it is just a podcast. It is just a show on YouTube. That's all it is. Can't wait for more action out of this. But have a great one, everyone. See you later. 
and he lifts one to left field. It is deep, it is high, and it is gone! 